Thank you for joining us this morning. You look beautiful. Welcome. Thank you for joining us live this morning on our Sunday service. Welcome to Las Vegas Church of the Harvest live service. Praise God and friends and families in the sanctuary. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just a few announcements. Um, We have everything important, everything important in one link. You can go on our website, check out our website, what this ministry is for. We have membership class available, uh, virtual as well. We also have children's ministry um, um, as well for um, kids. Children ministry available, link on eCampus page. And that is www.lvchonline.org slash links. We have, uh, make sure to put your, enter your email address if you have any prayer requests. Uh, we pray every Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and Sundays at 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So again, if you have any prayer requests, we'd like to encourage you even before the end of the service, prayer requests, go ahead and um, direct message us or message us. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We are so glad you are here. God is going to help and refresh you today. So get excited. Get excited. Get ready to hear. Um hear that new level, to receive from that new level of anointing this morning. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We also have, subscribe to our YouTube channel, that is LV Church of the Harvest. We have the healing channel and word meditations available. Uh, We also have, so with the healing channel, word, word meditations, it teaches you how to meditate the word of God, how to Utilize the word of God, the, utilize the authority that you've been given, and just listening to the word of God day, day in and day out, um, meditating. You'll be able, when you do that, you build your faith, right? You build your faith, whatever um, situations that you need help with, to grow in. Um, the word of God will always use, because God works and acts on his word. The word of God is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. When you, the word of God, and you speaking the word of God, it makes it sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. Praise God. So the Healing Channel is free app in Apple Store and Google Store. Again, the Healing Channel, I really like this because it has a peaceful sleep. It has a healing meditation. It has um, safety and protection meditation where you can just play it. You can just uh, click on live stream or podcast, um, and you'll be able to listen to just pick any, we have all those selections there, that are different messages um, to encourage your faith. So again, the Healing Channel is free in, in the app. You can download that on the Apple Store or Google Play Store. So our prayers, um, our phone number to call for our corporate prayer calls, again, Sundays at 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And Thursday, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, there's a phone number to call that is 605-313-4818. And an access code to enter that is 479-650-POUND. Praise God. And submit, again, submit your prayer requests on our website. That is www.lvchonline.org. Or on our Facebook page, you can direct message us. Also, before we end the service today, 
If you have any prayer requests, go ahead and submit that as well. Amen. Praise God. <coughs> Good morning. Build a powerful prayer life. A powerful prayer life for $23 on this book. Will you answer the call to pray? You can um, shop on our website. $23. Again, $23 for this prayer guide. You, lo you learn how to pray the word of God. You learn how to um, grow in your ability to flow in the Holy Spirit when you pray. And it boosts your confidence too. It enhances your faith. It enhances your revelation. It ha enhances your understanding. It enhances your uh, prayer life when you use this. We use this daily, so I really like this. Text to give is now available. You text give to one 844 995-2350 again text to give is available that is text give to 1844-995-2350 praise God so we're going to be praying for favor and grace this morning Father we praise you and we thank you wherever you at and you're at whatever you're doing if you're just being in agreement with this prayer amen Father, we praise you and we thank you, Lord. We decree from this moment forward that we see ourselves the way God sees us. We are highly favored of you, Lord. We are crowned with glory and honor. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are reigning as a king in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Now in Jesus' name, we declare by faith that we are walking. And divine favor, we have preferential treatment, supernatural increase, we have restoration, we have preeminence, preeminence, prominence, we have petitions granted, laws are changed, policies and rules changed, and battles are won, which we do not have to fight for. Why? All because of honor. The blessing and the favor of God is upon our lives, Father. We praise you and we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. When we arise, we reset, Father. We change the posture of our position. We will speak and expect divine favor to go before us. We, for we are divine favor to go before us and surround us as with a shield, with goodwill and pleasure forevermore. We praise you and we thank you, Lord, for your light has, our light has come. And the glory, God's weighted, heavy presence of the Lord is risen upon us. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Doors are now open for us that men have said are impossible to open. We are not rejected, but we are highly favored. Wherever we go and whatever, in whatever we do, in the name of Jesus, we are promoted to the top. The hands of our, the works of our hands are promoted to the top. Our businesses are promoted to the top. Our no obstacles can stop us. No hindrances can delay us or what belongs to us in the name of Jesus. We are honored by our Father as we receive genuine favor that comes directly from God. We are special to Him. And we are the object of his affection. We are the apple of his eye. We are blessed and highly favored of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, so be it. Whatever, uh, what's right with God belongs to us. Amen. If you agree with that prayer, say amen. 
What is right with God belongs to us. We praise you and we thank you, Father, for your free grace, your unmerited favor that is saving us and delivering us from judgment and making us a partaker of Christ's salvation through our faith. And this salvation is not of ourselves. Of our, it's not of our own doing. It came not through our own striving, but it is your gift to us. In the name of Jesus, we praise and we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Father God, we give you praise, we give you glory, Father, in the name of Jesus, that we are full of great strength and ability and power, delivering our testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace, Father, great grace, loving kindness, favor, and goodwill is resting richly upon us. Amen. If we receive that prayer, say amen. Be in agreement. Hallelujah. We praise you, God. We praise you, Lord. We bless your holy name, Father God. Father, we thank you so much for the anointing, Lord. We want to say happy Sabbath day, Father. Thank you, Lord. Happy Father's Day to our Heavenly Father. Every day is happy Father's Day. Hallelujah. Thank you for giving us another day, another opportunity to come to worship you, Father. In spirit and in truth, to come and to worship you. To honor you in this house, Father God. For we are the church and we represent you, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for that new level of anointing upon Pastor Sandy, Lord, as she shares your word, Father God. We praise and we thank you that the word that she's sharing, Father God, where this where the spirit and the word agrees, Father God. We thank you for the anointing and supernatural strength, Lord, upon Jazz, Father God, as she lead us to your throne room of grace through praise and worship, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for the anointing, Lord, for the increase, Lord, upon our friends and families that are watching with us, are joining us live and in the sanctuary. Praise God. We give you glory for immediate increase, Lord, immediate results upon our lives, upon our ministry, upon our families, Father God, upon our health, upon our finances. In Jesus' name, we praise and we thank you. We all say Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Let's go ahead and welcome Jasmine this morning. Good morning, welcome. Good morning, praise God, hallelujah. God, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence this morning. God, we lift you up, God. It's all about you. We thank you, Father God, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, we lift you up this morning. We give you honor and praise and glory and adoration, Father God. We thank you, God. That you are a good God, a loving Father, God, we celebrate who you are, God. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for our sins and being our substitute, Father, God. Glory to God.
Now we thank you, Father God. He makes all things new. It's not over until he says it's over. And it's not over until we win. It's not. It's not finished. It's not ending, no. Not ending. This is the beginning, yes it is. It's all when God is in it. All things are new.
praise you, Father God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We give you honor, Father. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Father God. We praise you, Jesus.
thank you, Father God, that you are the God who knows our need, who know we would have we would have a need before we even had it, God, and in provision and supply that need because you loved us that much, Father God. We thank you that we now see the eyes of faith. We tap into the supernatural provision that you've already made for us, Father God. We don't see from a standpoint of lacking and wanting and insufficiency and not enough and oh my goodness, what am I going to do? We see from a standpoint of faith where we already know that our God has supplied the need, supplied and made ready all things that we need to live our lives and, and give to others and be supernaturally, abundantly sustained. We have more than enough, not just enough, not insufficient. We have more than Overflow. 
from our head to our toe, Father. There's no weakness, sickness, or diseases or infirmities, God. We thank you for that flow of life, that we're getting stronger and stronger. We thank you for that vibrant flow of life, God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Every system, every organ, Father God, all of ourselves, Father God, working in order that symphony of life and health and strength flowing. Praise God. We thank you right now, Father. We thank you, Father. We surrender these bodies to you. Say that with me. Say, I surrender my body to you, Father. As a living sacrifice, holy and blameless, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God. We thank you for that flow of life, the Holy Spirit, governing and ruling and orchestrating life, God, within all of our bodies, God, for long life and divine health and strength, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for that, Father God. Just receive it. If you have any weakness or infirmity in your body right now, Actively receive the power of God. Praise God. Receive it with faith and then begin to respond with doing what you normally couldn't do. Praise God. Respond. Remember action. There's always action with faith. Where faith is, is received, there is always the action, the response that's needed. And Father, we thank you for that right now. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Glory to God. We receive it, Father, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Say, thank you, Lord, I'm healed. Hallelujah from my head to my toe. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. Welcome. Praise the Lord. So good to have you all here. Praise God and online. Glory to God. It's so good. You know, there's no other place. No other, no better place to be, amen, than in the house of the Lord, amen. If you're online, to, you know, consecrating yourself to the Lord, praise God, to receive from him, to learn, amen. And, you know, I look at this time as us eating together, amen. We come to dine, to eat the power, the wisdom of the flow of, of eternal life, of the, the power of God, amen. Feeding our lives, getting the wisdom that we need to live. And, and, and loving on God, amen, loving on each other. So the praise God, amen. Hallelujah. You know, there'll never be an end to Hebrews 10.35 or 10.25, excuse me. The Bible says not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. How many know that we are in the last of the last days, amen? And this is a time that we do assemble ourselves together when, as we can, amen? We, we come together. And so much the more, praise God, because God is pouring out wisdom and power. There is a flow of grace. There is a flow of his power. Glory to God for this end time, for this dark time. For these perilous times, praise God. God is bringing provision, amen. Hallelujah for our lives, for all the church. So praise God. He is not an extracurricular activity. He is the activity. Can I get a witness, amen? God is the activity. Praise God. He is the answer of life. Well, welcome again. I'm Pastor Sandy. If this is your first time uh, with us online, uh, anyone on YouTube, if you're at the uh, the website, lbchonline.org, the eChurch page, welcome. We're so glad you're here. 
And we want to encourage you to go ahead, if you have a prayer request, to fill out that prayer request, the contact form. Uh, we, we pray twice a week. We pray and agree over the, the needs and the, the prayer requests that, that we get. And we want you to connect with us. You know, I believe in that this ministry is here to help support you, to help build your faith, to encourage your faith, to help you build your relationship, a strong relationship with God. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to get you to lean up on me because I don't lean up on myself. Amen. I'm, I'm here to help you lean on God, to make your relationship with God significant and your trust in him significant. Significant. Amen. And to help you to keep moving forward. How many know that faith moves forward? To help you to keep moving forward in the faith because your faith is going to take you to the plan that he has prepared for your life. Amen. So that's what we're here for. So if you would give us your email, well, I'll make sure to include you in. Amen. Check out the uh, Instagram reels. I do those every single day. And it's all just with the message of God's love, his light, and His li and the life that he has for you. So welcome. If this is your first time, praise the Lord. And we are going to take our tithes and offerings this morning. Praise God. Yes, we do still believe in tithing. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so, um, so, but before, we always look at scripture uh, because we want to honor, honor God. You know, our tithe is worship to the Lord. It's worshiping God because, you know, we work all week long. We set aside that, that money for him to bring to the house, to give into the uh, to him, praise God, because we love him and we're saying, God, you know what, it's all because of you that I that I have what I have, that I am who I am. And so we honor him. So tithing is a form of worship. And of course, when we give offerings as well, and God opens up that window of heaven, God becomes involved with, with uh, just releasing more and more grace upon our lives. Amen. He becomes involved. And we always look at Malachi, and we're going to still look at that verse as well. But before we go any further, go with me over to Leviticus chapter 26. Because every time we, we read the word, how many know we need a vision? You know, we've had visions of these last few years. There's been visions of, of, of famine, visions of desolation, visions of not enough, visions of, you know, everything getting higher and higher. How many know we need the vision of God? And so as we read the word, you know, we meditate the word. And we ponder the word, and the Holy Spirit helps us to see our results, see our life. And, and Joshua 1.8 says that you'll see how to make your way prosperous as you focus in on the word. So as we, we always look at scripture, we always make that connection with the word so that we can receive the word. And the word is working in us, and we are working in and through the word. You know, there's that, that, that flow between us. But Leviticus 26 verse 3 and I'm going to read this today in uh, the Amplified. It says, if you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, I will give you rain in due season and the land shall yield her increase and the trees of the field yield their fruit. How many know God? God gives us seed. And you know, every word of God has a harvest. How many know that today? Every word of God has a harvest. And so as we, um, God says that as we keep or we value or we, we put him first, we put his word first, he says that he makes sure 
that the rain comes to water those seeds, the power, the anointing, the, the, the blessing, the all the, the forces of righteousness, make sure that we receive the harvest. Praise God. And he says that the, that the ground or our land where we've sown it will yield increase. Somebody say increase. Say the crops of God's promise, of his word, are coming up in our lives. Yes, they are. Praise God. So we sow with vision, trusting him with purpose. Praise God for the will and plan and purpose of God. Go with me now over to Malachi. We're going to look at this verse because, again, there's a lot of vision in this verse. We've read it. We read it every time we come together on Sunday. But the, the covenant, someone say covenant. covenant. Say, I have a covenant with God. Amen. It's not about that, oh, he may supply something or he may. No, it's about how many know that covenant there is an assurance. When there's a covenant, there's an agreement. And God says he does not change his covenant. His word, his words that water our life will not will not return to him void without bearing fruit in our lives. And that that returning to him is the praise that comes back to him because of what he's done for us. But in Malachi, I'm going to read this today in the New Living Translation, Malachi chapter uh, 3 and verse 10. And it says here, it says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there may be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant for I will guard them from insects and disease. How many know we still need God to guard our crops? Amen. We still need him to bestow that blessing upon us. Amen. He says, your, your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies, and all nations will call you blessed for your land or your life or your business or your harvest will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Praise God. And how many know that there's arm, there's, we have angels, amen, that are there to help us and they are there's reaping <laughs> angels that go out and they reap our harvest for us so praise god so let's first of all let's just look to the lord as we as we go that art that heart of of gratitude and honoring him and let's ask him what he would have us to give today father we come before you and we do recognize that you are our source that you are our supply father we thank you for for just providing everything thus far and what you have also pre prepared going forward. Father, we ask you to direct us in our giving today. Show us exactly what you would have us to give. And Father, we thank you that as we respond in faith, we thank you, God, for the increase that comes. We thank you for the harvest that shows up, the breakthroughs, God, the favor, the ideas, God. In the name of Jesus. If you need an envelope for your giving, just lift your hand. We can get that for you. If you're online, again, go to lvchonline.org. And then also, um, we have text to give. So you can text the word give to 1-844-995-2350. Again, text the word give to 1-844-995-2350. And then also... Um, if you're online, you can get the, at the website at lvchonline.org. You'll see the, the link to give there. And if you're mailing a check, you can mail it to Las Vegas Church of the Harvest, 
P.O. Box 571292, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89157. Praise the Lord. Praise God for that anointing that's flowing right now. Increase the blessing. Thank you, Father God. In the name of Jesus. We receive it, God. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, let's go ahead and pray now. Say this, say, Father, I've heard your voice. I'm given in faith. Father, I thank you for your increase and blessing upon my life. I receive it in this church and in all that I'm doing. In the name of Jesus, let's receive it. Praise God. Let's present it all to our high priest. Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus, who is our high priest. We present the tithes and offerings. And we thank you, God, for the flow of grace and the blessing and the increase, filling our lands and our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Well, praise the Lord. Let's get into the word. Praise God. I want to encourage you today. We are, we're in transition. We are in transition, praise God. We are in a, a process of transformation because God is working in us. And um, so we've been talking about a sound mind and just getting an understanding of what a sound mind is. And so we're going to continue talking more and more about that. I have t entitled today's uh, message, How to Activate Your Sound Mind, praise God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you and we thank you so much for light and truth, God. We thank you for giving us a sound mind. We thank you, Father God, that you have delivered us from the darkness of the mind, Father God, the confusion, the despair, the imbalances that come from fear. And, Father, we thank you so much for helping us to walk with soundness of mind, with your mind, working in us, leading us, strengthening us, helping us in the name of Jesus. And Father God, as, as we teach and share your truth today, we believe that you'll think through my mind and speak through my mouth to make known the mysteries that have been hidden throughout the ages. Wisdom will be released, Father God, and Received with faith in the hearts of everyone and the sound of my voice, God, here and online, Father. We thank you for answers. We thank you, God, that this word helps and just uplifts and empowers everyone. And Satan, we let you know right now, you will not steal or hinder this flow of word, this planning of truth, but it will be planted and take root and bear fruit 
in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Well, in review, you know, last week we began talking about a sound mind. And go with me over to 2 Timothy because we need to get a clear picture of what a sound mind is. You know, I used to think that a sound mind is just a mind that just was at peace all the time, right? But how many know that, that it's so much more than that, a sound mind? 2 Timothy 1.7, just say amen once you're there. I'm reading this in the King James. It says, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So we can see that when there's a lack of a sound mind, that means that fear is present. I'm getting just a little bit of a rain. Miss J, you can turn me down just a little bit. Praise God. So when fear is present, the mind is not sound. Can I get a witness? When fear is present, there's a temptation that, that's good, praise you, praise God, thank you. Uh, when, when fear is present, there's a temptation that your mind is not sound. So he said, Paul told Timothy, he says, God didn't give you the spirit of fear, but he gave you a spirit of power and love and a spirit that would produce within you or activate within you a sound mind. Praise God. Now, in the Amplified, it gives even more clarity of what it means to have a sound mind. In the Amplified, 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardness, of craving and cringing and fawning fear. But he has given us a spirit of power, of love, and of a calm and well-balanced and disciplined. Now, somebody say disciplined. And I want to focus in on that word discipline, praise God, because that's what we're going to be talking more and more about today. Because it takes discipline to have a sound mind. And it says discipline and self-control. How many know that you've got to control your mind? You've got to control your thoughts. Now, keep in mind that Satan cannot do anything to you unless you allow him. He's got to get you to open the door. He's got to get you to cooperate with him. And you say, how do we cooperate? Well, a lot of times people uh, uh, people say the wrong words. You know, you can say you can say certain words after for so long. You know, certain sayings that. Uh, in fact, let me just give you a, give you an example. And I've shared this before. There was a man that was 39 years old, and um, he had said when he was since he was a little boy, he kept saying, "I won't live past 39. I won't live past 39." 40. Well. 39 or 40, whichever one. But anyway, he kept saying that over. And when he was a little boy, now you think, well, why would a little boy say that? But he may have heard it or picked it up or maybe thought it was something cool to say it or whatever, you know, children are. But he kept on saying it and saying it. And sure enough, when he reached the age of, was he 39 or 40? But he was in an accident. And he went into a coma. And so this is a testimony from Kenneth A. Hagan. The, uh, the family members called Kenneth e. Hagan and asked him to come over and to pray for pray for the man. But he was in a coma and prayed for him for him to be healed. And so he said that he went, started heading over there. When he got there, the, the Lord said, "Don't pray for him." He said, "He says he said 
that there were certain laws that had been set in motion that could not be reversed. When you say, well, who could reverse them? That man is the one that would have had to reverse. You see, he set those laws in motion by singing that over and over and over again. So he ended up passing away because there was nothing that could be done. Well, you say, well, couldn't God have turned it around? Yeah, God could have. But again, God needed that man. See, it's out of, we set, our words have so much to do with our lives. Can I get a witness? Our words have so much to do because the Bible says, remember in Deuteronomy, he says, out of our mouths comes blessing and cursing. We choose what we're going to live by. And so, so it's important that, that we understand that what we say and what we think about matters. You know, our life is transformed, transformed, excuse me, transformed. You know, everything's firmed up, but transformed, amen, through uh, what what we're thinking about and what what we speak about. What we think about and what we speak about. So we want to make sure that our words are adding to our life and not building our own destruction, not helping the enemy or giving him what he needs. Because a lot of times it's our, what we're saying and we want to blame the devil, but we ourselves, we're saying the wrong things and we're making things easier for him. We're making, we're setting our lives up for him. But thank God that God has given us the ability as we learn to live by the flow of the spirit on the inside of us, that we can block him out. Now, sure, we know the devil comes. He's going to always be there to try. But praise God, we do not have to take, let him in. Can I get a witness? We do not have to be a part of his plan. We can stop his plan and his maneuvers against us. Praise God. In fact, go with me over to Proverbs 26, verse 2. That's, how, that's why it's so important for us to, to get a hold of this because there are so, so many people's, there's a whole mindset change that the enemy has set in motion to control people's lives. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a place of darkness. It's a place of where people aren't valuing God. There's a place where people are thinking they don't need God. Or, you know, again, but it's, it's deception of the enemy. And that's going, you know, it is running rampant. But we have to return to the soundness of mind. Now, in, in Proverbs 26, verse 2, it says uh, in the Amplified, Like the sparrow in her wandering, like the swallow in her flying, so the causeless curse does not afflict. Let me read that to you in the um, message. It says, you have as little to fear from an undeserved curse as from the dart of a wren or the swoop of a swallow. Praise God. So as we learn how to grab a hold of our mind and not just let things go, don't let the enemy just dump on us. Don't let him put evil thoughts in our mind and let them stay. Because he's going to always try, but we're going to talk more about what we need to do to speak to those thoughts and to stop them. Amen. We have everything to do with what our minds think about. Can I get a witness? We have everything to do with, with our minds. You know, our spirit has been born again and God has given us, filled us with that power to walk and live our lives 
with his thoughts working in us, with his visions and his pictures. Go with me over to Romans 12. The, the, the visions and the words of life, but we have to make that decision that we're going to take the time that we're gonna make it a priority, that we're not gonna just let our minds wander. Because if you just let your mind wander, if you don't get a hold of your mind, your mind will be all over the place. There's there's thoughts everywhere on the, on there's there's thoughts, how I many you know you can, you're always taking in thoughts from, from television, from the radio, from the internet, from Facebook, I mean pictures and visions, and there's so many thoughts in this world, so many sounds, so many thoughts. And if we don't discipline our mind, you could be completely confused. How many know that? I mean, you could live your life completely confused. You don't know which way you're going. One day you're going this way. The next day you're going this way. Then you're going to try this and you're going to try that. You know, then you lose your identity. How many know that your identity can be lost in this time? You can lose your identity. You can lose the will and plan and purpose of God. And let me just say this too, that God's plan must be cooperated with. He needs our cooperation to have his plan come to pass. It's not going to just fall on us. You know, we would like to think, oh, God, just, just bless me, just let it just fall on us. You know, we don't have to do anything. It's just all God. But that's not that way. See, he, he, he equipped us. But that's why he said, he said that my people, and that's in Hosea, I, I think it's Hosea 4, 6, or two, four, it says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. So we have to understand how to work the power of God. We have to understand how to cooperate with God. We have to understand how to activate the power of God. Amen? That's why he said he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of power. The Holy Ghost on the inside of us is a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. The Holy Spirit helping us. Showing us how to live. Showing us what to do. So look at this in Romans 12 and uh, verse 1. I'm going to read it from the Amplified. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God. God's so merciful. He loves us so much. To make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties, all your senses, amen, every part of your body as a living sacrifice, holy, I love this, devoted and consecrated and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, and if you talk about being rational or being real, he said rational or intelligent. If you're gonna, if you want something to do that's intelligent in your life, do this. He said, present your body as a living sacrifice to God. He says, your rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. In other words, he's saying, Father God, you come before and say, Father God, I present all that I am to you. A living sacrifice, God. That you keep this body, that you empower this body, that you protect this body, that, that you infuse me with all that you are. For your plan, for your will. This is what he's saying. Present your members, present your body as a living sacrifice unto God. And he says here in verse 2, and do not, now this is a command, do not, everybody say do not, do not. be conformed to this world's, this age. He said do not be confirmed, do not conform 
Do not conform. And now, right now in this time, there's a whole lot of conforming going on. People are turning from God. People are lowering the message of God, the, the, the validity of God, the importance of God. And you know what? I want to tell you something else too that's really important. Is that never allow yourself to base God's truth based upon the results of somebody else's life. Because you do not know what was going on in their life. You don't know what they were, what was really going on in them. You have to keep your focus on the word of God. If you will do that, you will never cut yourself off from the power. So you can't judge. We don't even know what's in our own heart. Not really. We don't know. We're still learning who we are. I mean, I'm still learning who I am. I'm still, I'm 65 years old this week. I'm still learning who I am. Praise God. And so we cannot judge based upon what somebody says or based upon their actions, what's really in their heart. So never judge or never compromise the power of God's word based upon someone else's results. Amen. So he said, do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. The customs. What's the customs right now concerning God? What's the, he says, do not adapt. Do not be fashioned after them. He says, but be transformed. This is, a tra this is how we get transformed into the fullness of who God created us to be. Amen. He says, but be transformed, changed, changed. And you know what? There's a change that's going on from glory to glory and faith to faith. It's a good change. It's a good change. It's, an it's because we're talking about the change that comes from life. We're talking about the power that comes from life changing us. He says, by the entire, not part of it, but he said, by the entire, entire, that means you are renewing your mind in every area of your life. Even your opinions. Your opinions. Are your opinions separated from God? Do you have an opinion that does not agree with God? That's not smart. No, we can't afford to have an opinion that does not agree with God. Our opinions agree with God, amen? And even though maybe maybe you can't see it right now, maybe you don't see, you can't see, but you know what, as you yield yourself, he said, present yourself a living sacrifice unto God, and the Holy Spirit will help you to see why God's answer is the right answer. Can I get a witness, amen? God's answer is always the right answer, because he is life. He is life. He knows all the laws. He created them all. There's no one smarter than God. Say look, there's no more smarter than God. And there's no one that knows more about you than God. There's no one that knows you more than God does. You don't even know yourself more than God. God knows you. And the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, he's helping you to know yourself the way that God knows you. He's helping you to see yourself the way that God sees you. So he says, by the entire renewal of your mind, that means in every area of your life, you are re renewing your mind to, to God's opinion. 
You're renewing the way you think. You're changing your, what, the way you think. He says, by its new ideals. Now, we're talking about new ideas that these are ideas that create life. Doesn't get any better than that, right? These ideas that bring and create and preserve life, that bring the results of life. He says, and its new attitude. That, and you know, with God, it's always that attitude of love, amen, that we love. God empowers us to love. But that new attitude of life and love, it says, so that you may prove. Now, look at this. If we do this, then we're going to prove for ourselves. See, I got something to prove to me. I got something to show me. He says, prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and the perfect will of God, even the thing concerning wherever you are right now, the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. As we renew our mind, praise God. So he says that as we renew our mind, we are in a transformation process every single day. And every time that we take the word and we, you know, the Holy Spirit is here to give us wisdom and revelation and to help us. And we're increasing more and more and more in this power. We're changing more and more. In verse 3, it says, for by the grace, because you, you may be thinking, well, you, you know, how can you know how can I do that? I got you know I got my own life to live. A lot of people say that you know I want to do it my way. You know, God, you you know we don't ask God, we just tell God, God, I'm going to do this. You know, now you just bless it, you know, and we try to do our own way. But in verse in verse three, it says, "For by the grace, unmerited favor of God given to me, I warn everyone among you not to estimate or to think of himself more highly than he ought." Not to have an ex exaggerated opinion. You know, there's a there's a new age, there's a, a, a thought that says, I can do all things. It's that, uh, that, you know, human power, human, you know, I've got this, I've got this. But, you know, he said That's, that can be an exaggerated opinion of yourself. Because you know what? Our greatest, our most powerful strength comes when we know how to connect and we submit ourselves to God. When we submit ourselves to God and we humble ourselves to God and let him exalt us, let him help us, let him lift us up. So he said, he says not to have an exaggerated opinion of his importance, but to rate his own ability with sober judgment, each according to the degree of faith apportioned by God to him. So we think about ourselves soberly in light of the truth that we need God, amen? And he has a plan. And the more we humble ourselves, the more we respond to him and to his word and the flow of life, the, the more stronger we are. Because our faith, you know, our faith makes us strong. Our lives are only as strong as our faith. Can I get a witness? It's only as strong as our faith. Because if we have faith, Jesus said, he says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can, you can speak to the mountain. You can, you can say, be removed and cast into the sea and it will be done for you. So if you got strong faith, you got the ability of life. In other words, we're saying that, that you trust God, that God is number one, that you're seeking him before anything else 
and you're taking what he says. So God said, getting back to what we were talking about, God said here that he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a, a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. So that sound mind that he's given us, he's given us the ability to have us to, to walk or to make the judgments or the decisions of a sound mind. And guess what? A sound, sound mind is a mind that is full of God's thoughts. A, a sound mind is a mind that is constantly meditating and thinking on God's thoughts. A sound mind is built and taught by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here to help us. Help us to hold on to those thoughts. Help us to see our lives. How many know that if, if we see our lives the way that God sees us, we're seeing our lives according to faith and, and we're moving forward. We're not stopping. But what happens when the enemy comes in with his thoughts? He's coming in with thoughts of destruction. He's coming in with thoughts of uncertainty. He's coming in with thoughts of, of lack and, and, and all self-preservation, all about ourselves. But the more that we think God's thoughts, the more liberty we find. The more we see, as we have God's mind, we see our life far beyond what we see when we look in the mirror, when we look through our senses. We see our life limitless. We see ourselves, no matter how old we are, we see ourselves not based upon our age. You know, the mindset on uh, the media is when you turn 65 you're ready to go to the, the rest home you know you're ready uh you're ready to go to um see what is it the um the old folks home right your life's over no life is just beginning praise god amen i believe at 65 it's prime time praise god prime time of life you've raised your kids you're ready to keep moving amen focusing on the plan of god You've, you've, you've been through some things, you've come through some things, you've tried some things, you know what's not, what, what's not God. I mean, you've gotten up and it's time for now for you to run on. Amen. Praise God. Go with me over to Isaiah 26, verse 3. So if we fill our lives with God's thoughts, we're filling our minds with some, with, uh, with calmness. We're filling ourselves with that sound mind that's disciplined that's focused, that knows how to stop negative thoughts when they try to come in. We're not going to just let them stay and let them build a, a fortress in our mind and, and completely uh, destroy our lives and destroy God's plan, but, but we know how to stop those thoughts. In uh, Isaiah 26, verse 3, in uh, the Amplified, it says, You will guard him and keep him in perfect peace, it says in perfect and constant peace, whose mind, both its inclinations and its character, is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. So God says here, it says that he will keep you in perfect peace. He will keep you calm. Because your mind is stayed on him. He says perfect and constant peace. What happens when anxiety comes in? Distress comes in because you start focusing on what you're, you're maybe you're waiting for some, something to happen. You're waiting for an answer. And the minute you start focusing in on where is it? 
Why is it not here? That anxiety comes, that worry comes, that threat comes, that fear comes. It says, what? maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe this is not going to turn out the way I thought. Maybe God, maybe this is just not real. Maybe this is, uh, I'm just asking too much. Maybe this is just uh, not going to happen. You know, and then many times people say, well, I'm just going to do it myself. I'm going to make this happen for myself. And then they go out and make a whole bunch of wrong decisions and they, you know, wrong choices. And they, and then when that falls through, then they're just really in desperation. But he said here in this verse that if we keep our minds set upon God, he will keep us. He'll keep us in perfect peace. So that means that. We make that decision of whether we're going to have our minds set upon God or whether we're going to take that anxious thought. Can I get a witness? We make that decision whether we're going to let that anxious thought stay and keep on building and building and going over and more than, you know, thinking about those pictures or whether we're going to put our mind back on the word of God and the peace that God provides through it. See, God, in other words, God is saying that if we keep our focus on him, we will live in peace. We will be in peace, constant peace. A continual flow of peace. In the uh, New Living, Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. You're fixed upon the thoughts of God's goodness, God's faithfulness. When the devil comes to you and say, is this really going to happen? Just like he came to Eve, remember he said, did God say not to eat of the fruit? I thought about, I remember that yesterday, how he approached her. Did God say, just an open conversation. How many times has he come to you and said, did God say that? You think really, did God? Now out of all the people you know, this is the devil. Out of all the people, do you, you know, how many people do you know that actually prayed that prayer and got sent from God? Did it really work? This is how, how he comes, just to try to engage you into questioning God. Taking that bait. Did God say, do you think this will really happen? He's going to always come just engaging you just to move you off if he can to move you out of that stance of faith just to get you to step forward just out of faith and into that questioning do you think it can really happen no you know we need to say you know what i know i don't have to know i got the word of god just like jesus what did jesus say it is written he always returned to the word, amen. He always turned, returned to the source of his faith, the word of God. He always returned back to that. It is written. Because then there is no, uh, there is no conversation about, you know, well, venturing out, could this happen? Or maybe this will happen? Or how could this, or why would it not happen? You know, you're shutting the door and saying, it is written. Praise God. So we need to be skillful at keeping our minds set upon God. We need to just develop skill because it's not going to just fall on us. Amen. It's just not going to just, without us doing our part, it's not going to stay there. How many know we have to fight? The Bible says to fight the good fight of faith. 
lay hold to eternal life. It is going to be a fight for us to live and walk every day of our lives in the soundness of the mind that God has given us. Skillful. The word skillful means to be good at doing something, especially because you have practiced doing it. We have to practice at doing it. You know, Jaylene, she, is a, she does therapeutic massage. Well, guess what? When she first started learning it, she just didn't do it the first time again at all. She had to practice. She had to work at it. She had to do so many hours of, of doing massages to be certified, to, get, to develop the skill of how to give a good massage. Which parts do you work more on? Which parts do you like work less on? I'm sure there's gotta be a process of, of how you actually give one to get the, the best of Well, the same way with us, if we're gonna have a sound mind, that if we're gonna live in the sound mind that God has given us, it's gonna take us becoming skillful and keeping our minds focused on God. God said that if we keep our minds set up on him, he will keep us carefree. He will keep us in perfect peace because our mind is up on him. So just to give you uh, just a few, just jot these down, meditating on the word day, uh, day and night. These are just ways to keep your mind up. That means, again, you're, you don't just read the Bible and then just like a, like a novel and walk away, but you meditate on it. You take a, a scripture that the Holy Spirit, you begin to go over it and ponder it and allow him to create a vision. Find ways to keep feeding your thoughts. You know, you can put your vision board, you know, put uh, your decrees of faith all throughout your house, wherever you are, your restroom, when you're in your kitchen, wherever you are, your, you know, on your bedroom. Record yourself. Record yourself saying confessions. You know, when you hear it yourselves and not just asking, not recording yourself asking and asking, but receiving. Because you ask once, but guess what? Faith receives. So, you know, practice receiving by, by recording yourself. Father, I thank you that I have this, that I have a sound mind. Father, you didn't give me a spirit of fear, but Father God, you gave me a spirit of power, of love, and I have a sound mind. Father, my mind is sound. My mind is staying upon you. I'm thinking about you. Father, I see my life in light of your truth. I see my my victory through your word. I see my so you're taking that and you're and you're saying that. Record yourself. And then prompt yourself to speak the truth. Amen. Prompt yourself to respond and speak the truth. Don't because because you cannot overcome negative thoughts just by not saying anything. He, the enemy is not gonna leave. If you just sit there and just say, Oh, I got this, or or praying. Don't, you know, just Father God, please take this thought from me. Now, he, he, he told us what to do. Then he gave us uh, an assignment. We're going to look at that before uh, it's over in 2 Corinthians. He told us what to do with those thoughts. We cast them down is what he said. Go with me over to um, Proverbs 2.6. So we, we have to develop skill. Being skillful to know when the enemy is coming with the negative thought, that we know what to do. We know how to respond. We're not letting him stay. Because he's coming what? The Bible said the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's coming to get God's word from you. 
He's coming to destroy that vision. He's coming because he knows he cannot beat the word. See, that Jesus is the word. Amen. Jesus has already whooped him. But he knows that if he can steal the promise from you and get you focused just a little bit, just a little bit, if he can get you focused just a little bit, just where you're just questioning, just a little bit, just like he he came to eat. Did God really say that? Has God said that? This gets you just in an open conversation. You know, there's no conversation with the devil, amen, but get out and shut up. I, I love that time, you shut up. You're filthy lying. And I remind him, you are a liar. You shut up, you're a liar. Immediately rebuking him. No, I'm not taking that thought. You and this thought is not staying. You are not building You are not building a fortress. You are not going to steal the vision of God and the power of God from me. God has said it, and I am trusting in the Lord. Amen? In uh, Proverbs 2, 6 through 12, I'm not sure if we're going to read all of 12, but in in 6, this is in the um, King James, it says, For the Lord giveth wisdom, and out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. It says, he layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. It says, he keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, even every good path. How, if we keep his word before us, we're going to know what path to take. Because, you know, there's, in, in life, there's always paths, right, that show. There's a, the enemy always has a, a path. And, you know, and, and if we are under the power of fear, how many know that we'll take the wrong path? That path that seems like it's the right way, but it's not the right way. But as we are in that calm mind that God's given us, we're yielded to the Holy Spirit, then we are going to take that faith path. We're going to hear the right, the answer of what we need to do for the outcome that God has promised, not running in fear and terror. It says, when wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee to deliver thee from the way of evil men from the man that speaketh forward things. In the Amplified, it says here, Proverbs 2, 6, For the Lord giveth skillful and godly wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So he will show you how to develop the right skill, to maintain the right thoughts in your mind all the time. He'll show you the Holy Spirit. He'll show you exactly where to start. Amen. He'll show you what to do to start keeping God's thought, keeping your mind set up on God, keeping your mind set up on the peace of God's promise. It says, he hides away sound and godly wisdom and stores it for the righteous. Those who are upright and in right standing with them, he is a shield to those who walk uprightly and in integrity. He's shielding you about. He's all around about you. That he may guard the paths of justice. Yes, he preserves the way of his saints. 
then you will understand righteousness. How many know that there is a whole lot we got to learn about righteousness? But as we keep that sound mind, you know, when, when you are in fear, you stop hearing God. Fear closes the power, close that door to the flow of God's wisdom and, and, and the power of God. Because if darkness comes in, you're, you're complete, you, you yield yourself to darkness. You yield yourself to, to anxiety. Darkness and the devil loves that. Can you just see that right now? When you see him just walking in the room with all the darkness, with all the fear, with all the anxiety, with all the doubt, with all the worry, and stopping the flow of God, that's his intention. But as we say, no devil, you're alive. Be it unto me according to the word of the Lord. See, we don't have to figure it out. That's why when we were, we were looked at, at over at Matthew chapter 6, it says, how, who can really increase their lives by worrying? You know, and I thought about that. You know, the times that I worried, the times that I was up all night, didn't sleep, trying to figure out, I didn't have get the answer. I didn't get the solution. All I got was a lack of sleep and bags on, under my eyes. I mean, I didn't know. How, but the time that I went to prayer, the times that I prayed in the Holy Ghost. And you know how you can pray in the Holy Spirit and your mind becomes calm all of a sudden because all those cares and all those threats, I mean, you turn your focus from that darkness to the light. And then from that, I knew what to do. I can't tell you the number of miracles. I remember times when, you know, I, I had commission jobs where I was selling equipment and the month would have gone by. And I, I just got, uh, I wasn't married at that time, uh, separated, and just had Jasmine, she was little, and my mom there. And I'm like, where's the money, the pressure? Where's the money going to come from to pay our bills? And, and I remember the times where I just chose. I remember one thing that uh, the pastor that I was under at that time, he says, whatever you do, do not worry about the money. He says, he says do not worry about the money. Just, just, just forget, just say, I'm not worried about the money. And I can't tell you the times I remember one day specifically, I was I was at work and this was like the 30, it was like the last day of the month, because the salesperson knows that when that when the 30th comes or the 31st, the very last uh, last day of the month, I'm sitting there and it looks like, you know, I had had an appointment that fell through and I remember sitting there and thinking, God, you know what, I, I just, I just, I don't know what, and I was sitting there and there was a walk-in, a man, they called, they said, we have, a, we just had a customer that came in, he wants to buy a machine, and I was there, and I went down and sold him the equipment, and then, even though, because with that, the, the equipment would have to be delivered in order to be booked, and, and, you know, they would invoice it, but they held the month over for me until I delivered it that first the next day, and they closed my month then, so I could be paid. And I just over and over, I just saw that because I didn't worry. But every time I worried, anxious, you know, making the wrong decisions in the wrong place, because when you're anxious, you, you're, you're, you can't hear God. But if you're calm in that well-balanced mind, disciplined, controlled, you're saying, no, I'm, it's not the way. How many know things are never the way that they seem in the natural? It's, it's not the way it looks. And you can't judge it the way it looks. That's why God equipped us with our born again spirit so that he, the Holy Spirit's here to show us the way things really look. There's a spiritual realm that really shows what's really going on and there's so much more going on than what we see in the natural. 
See, God has equipped us to be able to connect with what's going on in the supernatural and to change the results of the natural with the supernatural. Praise God. It says, we're going to continue reading here uh, at verse 8. It says, he, that he may guard the path of justice, yea, he preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness, justice, and fair dealing in every area and relation. Yes, you will understand every good path. For skillful and godly wisdom shall enter into your heart, and knowledge shall be pleasant to you. Discretion shall watch over you. Understanding shall keep you to deliver you from the way of evil. In other words, when you see that wrong path, even though it may look good, it may look like the ideal situation, but because there's the Holy Spirit's there, and because of that godly wisdom, that you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to back away from that. You know, there was a time in my life I was looking to move. I had, Jasmine was little, I'm going back, she was little, and I was going to pack up, and I was going to go and move, and in fact, we had even started packing, and I was going to move to Vermont. I was going to pack up and leave here and take her, and, and the more I noticed that as I began to pack, you know, and even though in my natural thinking, I start, was trying to hold on that that was the right choice, but deep inside of me, I had a check. And I was praying every day, praying, praise God. It looked like the perfect thing to do. But you know what, finally, it wasn't long after that, God showed me that it was the wrongest. If I had gone there, I would have been going so far out of his will. And those boxes that I had packed, I took those boxes and ended up moving into a new house, that I'm, a home that I purchased. Praise God. We were still moving, but praise God, I moved to the right place, to the house that I bought, instead of going to Vermont, which would have been a complete disaster. Praise the Lord. But as we, as, see, God wants to lead us as we keep our minds set upon on him, our focus set upon him. He delivers us from the, the way of evil and the evil and the evil men from men who speak perverse things and are lying. So he'll keep us. How many know that settling is never the right answer? Settling is never because we think out of anxiety. It's fear of thinking that God's not going to come through, that we will settle. If we have to justify it in the natural, it's not God. Can I get a witness? That's justifying it according to settling. And that's what the enemy always wants. Wants us to settle for not God's best. He wants us to settle for what the secondary thing. Why? Because he still has access so he can get in. Because see, he wants to destroy the whole plan. And if he can get you just to settle just a little bit out of anxiety, just to settle, then he knows that he has access through that one avenue that he can come in and he can have control. You see, because he knows that if you're with God and if, if you're you're untouchable, amen, he can't get you. He's got to get you to reach out and accept what he's offering. But if you're staying with God, he can't touch you because God is inhabiting you, amen. Remember with Eve, she had a choice, amen. And of course, Adam as well. But Eve, she had a choice. She could have said, you serpent, you get away from me. I don't want to hear a word you have to say. But again, she reached out and she responded 
to him approaching her. So skillful and godly wisdom. So we are developing, we want to develop skills so that we know. Number one, we need to know how to uh, keep the, 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 the mind of God activated. And we need to know when the enemy is trying to trick us. Can I get a witness? We need to know when he shows up. We need to know. And, and, and I just want to say now again, know that if, it's, if it takes away from the fullness of God's power, it's not God. If it takes away from the purity of God's power, when it makes an exception to why, you know, it may not always work. You know, that's the way of the world. That's the, the, the message of Satan. You know, it may not always work. Well, there's other ways that people can, can go about getting that. God's not the only way. That's the message of the world today. God's not the only way. You know, trying to get people to lower their trust in God. He's maneuvering. And so if you lower that bar, that bar, I want you to get a picture. You're lowering it so he can come in. You're lowering it so that he can walk in and take over in your mind. But as long as you're keeping your mind in that mind of that sound wisdom, that's calm, that's not afraid, that's not anxious, you're not, you are keeping him so he can't get in. Oh, he's going to try. He's going to come knocking. But how are you going to respond? In closing, please go with me over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. So you've got to speak, and we're going to talk more about this next week. You've got to learn to speak out. Open your mouth and speak. Your authority, your dominion over this earth comes from you speaking. And one thing we're going to talk more about in these coming um, sessions is that you take dominion over your body. You take dominion over what your body bears. You take dominion through the words of your mouth. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, in the Amplified, it says, for though we walk and live in the flesh, we are not carrying out our warfare against the enemy according to the flesh, using mere human weapons. Because you know what? If we're fighting the enemy with, with human weapons, guess we're fighting another man or another woman. Can I get a witness? If we're fighting, if we're fighting with, with human weapons. You're fighting against the wrong person. You're fighting that person, that man or woman who, the, who is the enemy has just put them in the forefront, just like the, the matador and the bull, right? That red cape, that bull gets worn out because he's coming after that red cape. But if he just went straight for the matador, it wouldn't be a fight, amen? He would be destroyed the first round. Again, it says for in verse uh, four, for the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. It says, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings, what does he say? These arguments of the enemy. These theories of the enemy, these questionings, the devil coming to you, questioning you in first person, present tense, where he's the one. He's just trying to lure you out. Reasonings, 
Has it happened for anyone else? Why would it happen for you? Didn't happen for so-and-so. Look, who do you know who was, you know, can, this, can I get a witness? That theories and reasonings, every proud, these are the proud thoughts that exalt themselves. It says proud and lofty things that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, against God's power, against God's character, against God's love, against God's promise. They set themselves up. That's what he does. He comes to see if he can lure you out. And we lead every thought. You who leads, you lead. We lead every thought and every purpose away captive. You captive. You, you captivate your thoughts. You, you take them captive. Say, no, we ain't thinking about that today. No, we ain't talking about that today. No, we are not reasoning according to that. That does that is irrelevant. You know what what somebody else got and how they got it is irrelevant. You don't know if you don't know the whole story. Why does it even matter? It's irrelevant. That is useless information. You need to tell him that. Devil, shut up. That's useless information. That has nothing to do with me. What belongs to me is what God has said. And that's where I'm at, amen. I'm with God, and I'm not with you. So get out, amen. Let him know. And you got to say that. You've got to, you can't just, just mow over and just let him stay and let him go. Because let me tell you, he will, he will bombard. If you let him stay, I'm here to tell you, if you don't put him out, it'd be like a drunk came in your house. A drunk coming in your house, they don't know how to act. They're all over the place. They're in control, knocking stuff over, you know, walking around. You got to push them out, amen. The same way with the enemy. If you don't actively put him out, he will come in. He's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. He's coming to take over. He's not coming to just play. He's come over to make shipwreck your faith and to steal your life. He's coming to take over. You've got to put him out. And you've got to use that skill. So you speak up. Say, I'm speaking up. I'm speaking to the devil. And when I'm, I'm speaking to those thoughts, I'm, I'm going to answer them right then. As soon as that thought pops up, I have an answer. I have an answer. In the name of Jesus, amen. It says, inasmuch as we refute it, if you're going to refute someone's argument, are you going to do it with your mouth shut? No, you're not. You're going to refute it. It says, and theories and reasonings and every proud and awfully thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And you lead every thought and every purpose away, captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. We become skillful at doing that. We have a skill at taking hold of our thoughts, taking charge of our thoughts, keeping the mind of Christ activated, keeping that sound mind that God gave us, that disciplined mind that thinks on the, the, the word of God, that meditates the word of God, that does not mix the word with darkness. You can't have both. You can't have both. If you let both, you know, you got, you got light on one side, darkness. Somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to give in. Somebody is going to, if, if, if you don't intercept it, 
You'll lose what you have. And the only way you can intercept it is by speaking up and refuting it and saying, get out. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and stand with me. Did you get anything out of this today? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Father God, we thank you so much for light and truth, God. Just put your, just go ahead and stand with me and put your, your, your hands on your head right now. Let's just pray over our minds. Glory to God. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you, Father God, that our minds are not the playground for the devil, God. We thank you, God, that our, our minds, Father God, are under control of our born-again spirit. Say this, say, Father, you didn't give me a spirit of fear, but you gave me a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a calm and well-balanced and self-controlled and disciplined mind. And Father, I discipline my thoughts to think your thoughts. I meditate and ponder on your word. And I'm not allowing the enemy to dump negative thoughts, fearful thoughts, anxious thoughts, thoughts of unbelief, worry, fear, compromise, immorality, sickness, depression. I am not taking any of those thoughts. I am keeping my mind on you. I'm keeping my thoughts full of your word. Holy Spirit, give me skillful. Give me the skill I need to stay in this flow with my mind on the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Before we leave, we want to pray with you online. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, we want to invite you to come by confessing the Lord and come into the family of God, the household of God, by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'm telling you, it's the best decision you could ever make. Praise God. So if that's you, would you pray this prayer after me? Say this. Say, say God, I believe that Jesus died for my sins. Jesus, come into my heart and be Lord of my life. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again in the name of Jesus. Say, Jesus, you are my Lord, my Savior, my brother, and my friend. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Welcome to the family. Now, one more thing is the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need to be able to pray the power of God. You need to be able to pray the mind of God over your life. And so as we, I'm going to ask the Lord to, to fill you with the Holy Spirit, but you will have to do your part. You'll have to open your mouth and you'll have to lift your voice and just whatever comes out, just let it come. It's not going to come from words of English that come from your mind. It's going to come from deep within you, from your spirit. But you'll open your mouth and begin to speak as the Holy Spirit forms the words. It may just be one word, but as you continue to let him speak, he will just begin to flow and you'll experience a language that you've never heard before. Praise God. But the more you do it, the better and easier it will be. So let me pray for you. In fact, would you say this with me? Say, Father, I ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. As the Holy Spirit forms the words, I believe I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit 
and my prayer language right now in the name of Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for everyone that just prayed that prayer. Father, I ask you that they would speak fluently and liberally. Satan, we bind you. You'll not hinder them in the name of Jesus. Now say this. Say, Father, I believe I receive it. I open my mouth. I lift my voice. And I pray in other tongues right now. Let's do it. Praise God. I believe you got it. Now, again, now you can do this anytime. And once you have this gift, it's never going to leave you. It's just a matter of you just yielding to the Holy Spirit. So say this with me again. Say, Father, I thank you that I pray in tongues fluently and liberally in the name of Jesus. Let's do it again. In Jesus' name, praise God. Well, praise the Lord. Well, I'm so happy that you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And for all of you who just prayed and accepted Jesus, would you please inbox us or send us an email if you're at the website page so that we can send you information. And if you're in Las Vegas, we would invite you to come on down and join us. We're at 2000 South Jones, number 110. We look forward to our next service next Sunday at 1045. We love you. God bless you.